The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but then again, fun things usually don't. That's how that works. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. You don't have to read the newspaper. Just look around you. You know what's going on. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't, but we can if we decide to be doers and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I have an answer for you. My answer is in the form of question. Ready? Why not? Okay. Uh, Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, night. Bye, everybody. Oh, wait, no. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process where things are going good, things are going bad, things are going good and bad. How does that add up? How do you walk with the Lord hand in hand when you don't understand everything that's going on? How much trust do you walk in? How much fear do you walk in? That's what we discuss and how to encourage one another as we see the day approaching. We think about passages in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, which tells us to be fellowshipping with one another as we see the day approaching. Other passages like Hebrews 3, where it talks about encouraging one another on a daily basis, that's what we're doing. We're not your church. We're a fellowship. And in this fellowship, all denominations are welcome as long as you are truly a Christian. Okay, Not a Christian according to the world's standards, because we don't really care if the world has a standard on what a Christian is or is not. We care what God determines, and God made that clear through his word. Dude created the universe. Dude can write a book. That's all we're going with on bibliology. If you have something going on in your head, maybe an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, perhaps, perhaps you have a praise report or a prayer request or later on, Bible trivia. You'll have that opportunity. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris, and you know that you will be sailing in the right direction. All right, that is so good. <laughs> that is good.
gold. That is good. Make sure to play that every time. That is the perfect clip right there. Absolutely stunning. Okay, so that's the first part. And then uh, also you can text us anonymously or with your name in there or with somebody else's name in there, but I'm not sure why you would do that. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. I know that works because I just got an email from Deb regarding something I sent her, so I know it works while we're doing the show live. And so the other part that we want to tell you about is, of course, sending you to the website. Now, we don't just send you to the website because we're bored. Believe me, that's not the reason why. There are a couple of reasons to go to the website. We're not ashamed to say that that's the big place for a lot of giving. 97% of our giving takes place online at the website. It's a lot, right? I mean, without that, we're having a little bit of problem right there, right? But I also want you to go there to check out a few other things. And that is on there is the Spoonanity app. Did you ever get a chance to download that app? I did. It's good. It's not bad for me, right? It's, I mean, it's food, yeah, and it's got your face all over it. <laughs> so I'm not even going to comment there. There's so many directions. But anyway, there's a lot of unique stuff. You go to uh, the Google Play Store and you just type in Spoonanity. Okay, Spoon and Anity. Okay, you'll kind of figure it out. It'll, it'll come up. It did come up for you, right? It didn't have any problem? Okay, good. Uh, and then we're working on the app deal with Apple because they're trying to migrate us from uh, not accepted nonprofit to accepted nonprofit. So that's in the process. It's just taking a little while because, well, just because. So go check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Check out the app. Check it out. Go there. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay. Uh, and the next hour, we're going to pray for the audience in regards to health. At the top of the hour, we're going to pray for the audience in regards to finance. I do want to give you a quick update on the family. I asked know how she's feeling. You know, I, I mean, the only way you can tell is you ask. And so you say, I said, well, one to 10, you know, from where it was, where were you? And she's now up to a seven. And so I'm pretty happy with that. And so is she. And our dog is doing better. He might be up to an eight. Unless I give him a little extra food, then he'll be up to a nine and a half. Just saying. That's how it's going. Let's get into our text. Uh, some people are really going to like the first portion and really not like the second portion of this teaching. Remember, we are in the Gospel of Matthew. We are on the Sermon on the Mount. That's where we're at. We're picking it up at verse 11. It's no—I'm sorry, we're picking it up at verse 13. I want to say it's no coincidence that the first 12 verses of the Sermon on the Mount talk about persecution. The first 12, let me rephrase that. The first 12 verses, 25% of those talk about persecution. What I'm, and that's what I meant to say. And what I'm trying to tell you is in his first big speech, the one that everybody knows that's been read more than any other thing, any other place at any other time, Jesus makes it clear in those first 12 verses, three of those verses talk about us being persecuted and being blessed that we are persecuted. So everybody that's thinking that Christians won't be persecuted should not read the Sermon on the Mount. That will help you. All right, now we pick it up at verse 13. He says this, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. 
That's what Jesus said. He said, if you're going to be, you know, one of mine, you got to have some salt, man. You got to have some flavor. Now, how do we get our flavor? Our flavor comes from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit. We get seasoned with God, right? That seasoning affects the entire meal that we present to people, and they get a taste of God in our lives through that seasoning process. Now, I happen to be a fan. I'm not encouraging anybody to do this, but I am a fan of salt, especially on certain items. It seems to me like salt is really important. <laughs> okay, call me crazy. Yes, I know. Sometimes that's bad for you. Too much salt, certainly bad for you. Although in this illustration, I'm not sure that's the case. But the idea is salt, people will say, brings out the flavor. I think it mixes and creates kind of a newish flavor, but I'll go with it brings out the flavor or I'll go with anything anybody wants to on that. The bottom line is when you add salt to certain meals, maybe certain soups, macaroni and cheese, you know, certain things that you like that need salt, that need salt and pepper actually, and something else like tuna or something else. Anyway, when you do that, when you're thinking in those terms, it brings it to a better uh, enjoyment, a better presentation, a better response. And when you are sprinkled with the salt that comes from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit, you are offering something that has a unique taste to people that are hungry. Everybody's thinking, well, it always tastes the same to everybody. It's all the same. That is the exact opposite. You can't even find that actually in Scripture. What you can find in Scripture is that we're all sinners who have the opportunity to be saved. But you also find in Scripture that God made everybody unique. You have a plenty of secular scientists who will define that. They will even go as far as saying that every snowflake is different. First and foremost, my question would be, how do you know that? <laughs> How are you going to prove that? Anyway, my point is every person that I've ever met, they're real unique. Even people who are twins are unique. It's kind of one of those weird things. People have their own essence, their own DNA, which we talk about a lot on the show. And a unique one, that flavor that God made you with, that he salts you with his presence, his love, his grace, and his mercy, that is an appealing taste to people who are hungry. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Jesus did say, hey, if you lose the saltiness, you're, that's, you're, that's worthless. And without trying to be over the theological, you have to remain faithful in the faith. You can't start off in the faith and go, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And then 20 years later go, oh, yeah, I like that Jesus guy. It's like that's not how that works. You have to start off, stay in, and finish in the faith. It's not a once-all, believe it for your lifetime, but you never really have to think about it or do it, because that's not actually the process of believing, is it? That's just a quick acknowledgement. Well, what it takes is an active faith, which again, I will, till my dying day, say that the, the statement, once saved, always saved, is the wrong question. It's like a false question or a fake question. Do you believe what you believed when you believed it? That would be the question. And if the answer is yes, it's like, you're saved, yay, and that's it. And stop trying to make it something more or something less. 
because neither one of those apply. Okay? All right. We'll take a break and come back for the more controversial issue. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we find keeps the hungry giant. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a First and foremost, committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Let me uh, say something really important. I want to give a big uh, crying send-off to my good friend for seven and a half years, Lefty. Lefty has uh, today... I know, I'm so sad. Lefty has actually left uh, the place of honor that's been with me for the last seven and a half years doing radio. Lefty was my one-eared headset my uh, headset that I would listen to. Yesterday, towards the end of the show, the circuitry in the very complex $19.95 multiple years ago headset decided it could no longer endure, and we had to put it to rest today. So now I have a much more expensive but really on sale from Amazon, so got it for a smoking deal headset. But it has two ears, so one of the ears is behind my head. <laughs> and uh, I haven't given this one a name yet. <laughs> it's got like one ear, but it's a, I don't know. Yeah. But then we're going to say goodbye to Lefty. Bye, Lefty. Bye. All right. There you go. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your first trivia question of the day. Okay, ready, ready, okay, ready, okay. According to just only one on an angel, just one out of the five. Okay, then we're done with the angel stuff, okay? According to Matthew, how did an angel first appear to Joseph? Little Christmas story there for you, huh? 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 
How did the angel appear? Okay. To Joseph. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483, or you can send an email, David at he In the meantime, we will do our DNA. Our DNA is what we're made of. DNA, D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily. You hear that? Daily. How often? Daily. How often? Okay. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. That's a dumb idea because if you are ashamed of Jesus and his words, he'll be ashamed of you. It's like that that's even a dumber idea. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve because your life as important as it is to you should also have consideration of other people's lives and the reason that should be the case is because then you'll be more like Jesus. Ta-da. It's like that, that, that doesn't seem overly hard. Yeah, but it's the doing of it that's a little more difficult. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question again, kind of leave it there. Let you guys uh, see if you can answer it. According to Matthew, how did an angel first appear to Joseph? How did he appear to him? Okay. Uh, Al is giving his. <laughs> it was on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving that kind of answer. All right, we're gonna go back to our text. <laughs> this is our this is our crowd now. We have sarcasm coming back on the trivia questions. People are like, "This is serious." Enough for everybody. <laughs> okay, let's just be honest. Uh, okay, back to it. Nice correction, Eric. Back to it. This is the part. I don't want you to get mad at me when I say this. I am going to make a statement, and then I'm going to defend it, and then I'm going to explain why I had to defend it. How about that? So we were in verse 13 in Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. The process right there is people that start in the faith and abandon the faith didn't have a good faith in the first place. I don't have an argument with that. That's fine. I mean, it wasn't a real faith. A real, genuine Christian faith never stops. That's it. it not, you know, for God so loved the world, we did this a hundred times. God so loved that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whosoever should believeth. <laughs> Continual action of believing. Okay? Now the next verse. You are the light of the world. Remember, Jesus is the light of the world, so he's connecting you to him. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay, what, what what's that have to do with? Well, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. What doesn't it mean? This country is a city set on a hill. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, let me make, just make this absolutely clear. And for those that are getting your dander in the back of your head sticking up, I loved Ronald Reagan. I don't want to hear a single word about it. One of the greatest presidents in my lifetime. But when he said America, because he was, certainly wasn't talking about Washington, D.C., when he said America is a city set on a hill, it was like... <laughs> Why? Because Jesus used this as a, uses this illustration to talk about individual people. And the country, while definitely a light and a beacon, is not a city set on hill in context. Am I mad that he used that reference? Of course not. 
Well, of course, that's no, but it is not necessitated as correct any more than when people say, well, it was Abraham Lincoln's speech that said a house divided cannot fall. It's like, okay, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Jesus's speech. Hello? All I'm saying is let's at least keep it together, use the scripture, stay on track, and don't get the wrong idea. You know, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Reagan fan. So I, just so you can know that. But this light, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works. As a city that's set on a hill, that's an individual call for you and I to be lights in a community and in a city and in a place of darkness. That's what Jesus is saying. And so sometimes we attribute to these things a little more than we need to. Just pull it back a step, pull it back a notch. And certainly right now you could say in the last 20 years, the only light— that the America has been to the world from a gospel point of view has a lot more to do with the black lights we all used to play with in the 1970s and 80s that have that really bizarre reflection thing going on because you ain't doing that good in a lot of other areas. <laughs> so let's just pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. However, you, now let me say this really clearly because I don't want anybody to miss this. You are a light in the world. So I asked the audience, and uh, something I'm going to talk to Don about. So the station's going to kind of pull back from some of the Facebook and not use that stuff. And we asked people on Facebook, what do you guys think? And there was a lot of people that made reference to this and said, you know, there's a lot of darkness on Facebook, and it's not really good. And uh, but but there's still there's you know you might be able to be a light in some capacity. And you know, it's a good discussion. It's a good argument. You can fight for it. You can say yes. You can say no. We use Facebook primarily so that I can stay in contact with my uh, with my daughter and the family along those lines. I don't really have a problem thinking that they've got a lot of evil intent there. But God has used these processes before, so it doesn't bother me. But I want to pray about it, make a good decision, do the best I can. My decision's not the right decision any more than your decision's the right decision, except it's right for you and it's right for me. See how that works? So that's where you go into Romans chapter 13 and 14. Read those whole thing very carefully. You understand it's your conscience before God that will bring the door, that is at the judgment door. You make the best decision you can, period, before the Lord and honor that before the Lord. And whatever you do, you do it in faith before the Lord, okay? So stop trying to make everybody like you or so they should be like you or act like you or think like you. Reflect Jesus in the things of the kingdom and on the other stuff, chill a little, right? Okay. Uh, somebody want to answer the trivia question? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Deborah. Hey, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Good. I'm. 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 Want to make sure you didn't feel like I gave you a hard time yesterday on that trivia question. I was just trying to get you oh, to that no, direction. Oh no, not at all. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure because I was trying to like lead you, lead you, lead you down that road. Okay. According to Matthew, how did the angel first appear to Joseph? I think it was in a dream. That is correct, Amundo. That is right. 
And what's funny about that is you would think because of how huge this, you know, the process was and how huge the announcement was that maybe it would have been a vision or maybe this guy would have split wide open or something big would have happened. And God spoke to him through a dream because for some of us, sometimes the only way God can come knocking is when we're dreaming and shutting down everything. And then he comes in and he goes, hey. I got something to say. Here it is. And then you can yeah, get it. That's, that's correct. <laughs> you know, and there's a few times in my life where the Lord's given me a dream because I, I couldn't pay attention any other way. Uh, yeah, but, same here. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate it. So I'm all good for that. And I relate to him in that. So excellent job. Right. We're going to talk about him at length. Joseph's one of my favorite unspoken heroes in the Bible because here's a guy that his girlfriend said, God did it. And he stayed faithful. So we're going to talk about that when we get into the process of examining Joseph and his faithfulness with uh, with Mary. So that ought to be fun as we go into the rest of this year. No doubt. Okay. Hey, you know, I wanted to just say something for a long time, but I've never have. Okay. You know that commercial that you have about uh, the drunken monkeys? <laughs> yes. What, what on earth were they drinking banana daiquiris? I mean, it's like, that's so funny. It's like, some people actually have gotten offended. It's like, look, this is your tax dollar at work. What did they do? Sit down with them and play beer pong? I can't figure out what happened. It's like, what is going on that they did that? And it's like, and I can guarantee you the monkeys didn't go, hey, yeah, let's do this. You know, party at Bowser's house. I mean, it's like, what is going on? Y'all have a good day. All right. Thank you so much. Is that hilarious? Banana daiquiris. Oh, banana daiquiris because they're monkeys. It's just too funny. All right, people, it's okay to laugh. Everybody's like, what? What? Relax. Come on. Isn't there enough banana daiquiris? (laughs) Can you imagine that? You'll like this. Try it. (laughs) Let's see. It tastes a little bit like bananas. It's like, yeah. Hey, why is he walking on his head? All right, so uh, let's just make sure we understand what the text is talking about. I just want you to get that. You're a light of the world. Now, does that mean that you can't have fun, that you can't laugh? Oh, that's ridiculous. That's what happens. I'm not going to criticize all of them, but there are a few people that have so monked out that they want to have no influence touching them from society, but consequently, they have no influence in society. <laughs> Jesus, there's nothing in scripture that gives you that. You can that Jesus said you're the light of the world. Okay. Don't go hiding your light. Okay, so if you disappear, <laughs> well, gee, wouldn't that kind of be the opposite of what Jesus said? It wouldn't kind of be the opposite. It would be the opposite. And we want to do better. We want to be the light of the world. You don't want to be legalistic. You want to be honest. Let the light shine as the Lord has worked in your life. And tell people about it, you know? At least we we always have this place to draw back by the grace and mercy of God. That could go to many conversations. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. 
If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me. And anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in for, with, through, and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. This, and, and somewhere in there, do me a favor and every once in a while kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And That, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience.